Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguila segment here where we'll be talking all things America Feminine. And we got quite the episode ahead of us today because we're going to be talking all things Clásico Nacional ahead of the big match against Chivas away at Guadalajara on Monday. But before I get carried away, as always, let me introduce my co-host for tonight, none other than Brooklyn's very own Mr. AJ. AJ, how are we? I'm doing good. Um, so far, I'm just having a good time in college, getting work done, but just kind of stressful about this upcoming uh, match. Definitely a lot of stress, a lot of nerves. Uh, it doesn't add to the hell, to the fact that I wasn't able to secure a PlayStation 5 today, even though I spent <laughs> a majority of my time with that, but that's not why we came here. Uh, but yeah, AJ, we got plenty to talk about, plenty of nerves and stress to unwind. And hopefully uh, after today's episode, we maybe give the fan base a little bit more of a calming ease coming into this game against Chivas Femenil. But in order to do this, of course, we'd have to bring in an expert of all things Guadalajara over here. And uh, none other than to bring back a guest that we've had on the podcast before. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a uh, newly part member of the Chivas del Norte, Miss Melissa from Chivas Feminine English. Melissa, how are you? Fine, fine. Kind of like a crazy week at work, but like the, the good kind of crazy when you're getting things done. So everything. Oh, fine. well, that's great. I'm glad. I've had like about three weeks of the bad kind of crazy at work. So oh, I'm glad no, no. that we at least one of us is having <laughs> a good kind. Um, but no, great to have you on. Excited. Uh, I know we've talked before in the past when it comes to Clásicos and, um, you know, Hopefully we have another one of those great conversations as well. I know you're going to be presenting us a lot of interesting stuff that I know some of us are really going to be looking into in regards to this game against you guys. Uh, So, yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, And before we actually dive into what the game is going to be on Monday, I think it's fair that maybe you kind of tell us exactly how Chivas are coming into this game prior to the last game. And then we'll talk a little bit more about how we're coming into this one. And AJ, how very disappointing that game against Queretaro was. So, Melissa, please do us the honor and talk to us a little bit more about how uh, Chivas Family are coming into this one. How was you guys the last game and how have you guys at least form been for the past couple matches? Okay, so I have my my intern here helping me with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny thing, though, because Melissa, like minutes before we even started recording, she would she said, heads up, guys, my cat will make a special appearance. And we're glad and we're glad that it did. <laughs> He showed up just at the right time to make sure I don't forget to cover anything about Chivas. Um, Yeah, I mean, the team's coming off a really great week. They had like three wins in three matches and they're coming off a 5-0 win against Puebla. So, I mean, things couldn't be better for them. And also, I mean, another interesting thing is that I think that Jorge Mejia has now found like his starting eleven. So we are kind of seeing the team like doing better and coming off like that that high of of having a perfect week, but also like having this this like confidence that he, you now have like your starting eleven and the team that you know that you're going to use for the rest of the season and for Liguilla. 
That's awesome. That's 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 awesome that you guys have that. What is not awesome is the fact that AJ, we are in the opposite uh, situation as them. We wish we had a starting eleven. We don't. Prior to the fact that we have injuries and the fact that our manager loves to tinker around with our formation, and as far as results go, it hasn't really been our best in the past couple of weeks. So AJ, talk to me a little bit more about this game against Querétaro. I know you had the maybe not so much pleasure of having to watch and cover that game. I was not able to watch completely of it. I was unfortunately working, but from what I saw, it it just it didn't look like a very good match. Yeah, no, it was just a really frustrating result overall because I'm just looking at the stats and just looking at them. America Femini were the more dominant team against Gareto, but it just seemed like we weren't really able to make the most of our chances. Despite having our 12 shots on goal compared to Gareto Femini's um, six, we just really just couldn't get anything done. The closest thing that we had was in the 56th minute where Monica Rodriguez passed the ball to Daniela Espinosa, in which Daniela Espinosa was having an open shot. She takes the shot. The block, the shot gets deflected by Diana, by Diana Garcia. But then Gascovas goes up, thinking she was going to slide it right in to get off the rebound. But then, miraculously, the ball just went right back into the Getro um, goalkeeper's hands. I'm just kind of like, how do we not score? From there on, I would have taken the 1-0 win. That was how it was going to be. But then just seeing how that was pretty much the only good opportunity we had throughout that entire match, it just wore me. doesn't help the fact that Goyer pretty much tried out a new formation in 4-2-3-1, in which me personally, I never want to see ever again because it seemed like nothing was just going in our way whatsoever. And I feel like the only player that was really doing anything throughout this entire match was Ava Gonzalez. She did spectacular, and to me, was my key player of the of the match, along with Anata Mascherelli. But just it's just really disappointing to see that how we were just dominant, but just can I just get anything done? Yeah, it it's it seems to be the same narrative at Guapa uh game after game, right? It's just very frustrating to see the results that come out. Even I mean we were talking about this last week, AJ, when we were recapping the game against Toluca, even though we got the three points, it still was a very frustrating game at the end. Um, Melissa, talk to me a little bit more because I feel like your guys' uh, at least morale is is a whole lot different than what is being displayed at Coapa. It seems, sounds like you guys have your formation, you guys have your team, you guys have your goal scorers. Um, I, I mean, you guys must be just on cloud nine at this point coming into the Clásico. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of been an, an unexpected season because of the way coach Jorge Mejia came in. I mean, he came in two weeks before the season started. He hadn't had any previous experience coaching women's team. So we were kind of a bit skeptical at, at first. Like, let's see what this, what this guy can bring to the table. But as the weeks have passed, I mean, this is basically a record season for Chivas Femenil. This is a, the most amount of points they have gotten. This is the most amount of goals they have scored. So... It's kind of interesting to see how like this unexpected arrival turned out to do something great for the team. So yeah, I mean we're overall like pretty happy, not just because of the results right now. I mean, we're all obviously having our a lot of high hopes for Liguilla. But even if they don't like make it to the final or whatever, what the important thing is that we are seeing like an import a strong base that they can build upon. So I think that's kind of like the important thing and what's also like bringing us a lot of hope. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like this is just like a fluke of a season. It really feels like if they can build upon this, it can be better for Chivas and like to bring them back into relevance because I feel like they were kind of getting a bit sideswept because they weren't getting like as as good results as other teams. And I think that now people are starting to look at Chivas again as a strong team. 
Yeah, and I, I think you can't discredit exactly anything that you just said, or even the fact that you guys' results are speaking for yourselves. Um, I mean, I mean, you guys were up there with us whenever you know we had gone an X amount of games unbeaten. You guys were doing it as well. I mean, scoring even more goals than we were. And I think that's one of the main criticisms that we've had here, AJ, was the fact that you know, how is it a team like us, you know, stacked the way that we're stacked, not scoring or outscoring games the way that Chivas were doing. So it, it it seems a little bit interesting how both teams are coming into this one. You know, relatively one is on a, a much higher scale, the other one is a, a little bit much lower, but. As far as positions go in the table, I think only you know one position really separates us, and that is that fourth spot. And so it'll be interesting to see if America really wants to climb that ladder a little bit more and maybe ease themselves into the Ligia a little bit better. I know that we're already qualified, but I think the higher the position, the much better chances you do end up getting as to who you're going to end up facing. But again, we'll have to wait and see what um, w- w- what Monday's game entails for us. But as far as what the stats are showing, or at least as far as what these pr- prior games can allude to, it sounds like America's going to have a really, really hard time, AJ, visiting Guadalajara. We know that our waveform hasn't really been the best, and, you know, whilst we've had some good results, I guess the gameplay just hasn't really been at all that good. I mean, for example, when, when we did have to go visit Guadalajara, it was to go and go play against Atlas, a game where, again, the ladies didn't really look like at their best. How, how do you think America's coming into this one against Chivas for Monday? Oof. It's got to be a complete turnaround because the past results, it just has not been really good. Yes, we've been getting wins such against teams like FC Juarez and Toluca, but to me, in my opinion, those are teams that um, no discredit to them. They gave America a five. It's one of those things I feel like we shouldn't celebrate as much compared to teams that are going to be playing the Liguilla. We're not seeing no FC Juarez or Toluca Femini in the Liguilla. We're going to be seeing teams like Pumas, Chivas, Rayadas, Tigres, and just seeing that how we have been unable to really beat any of those teams that have been in Liguilla. And considering that our last two matches are against teams that will most likely be in Liguilla, Chivas Femini and Pachuca Femini. It's a time where America really needs to come into this match and do a complete turn and get themselves a win because I think if we don't secure a win against Chivas Femini, I think that could kind of just foreshadow to what the Ligia might look like for America Femini considering that they have not unable to be any team that are in the run for the Ligia. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be interesting because I think both teams want to build on some momentum because we know what the Ligia is at the end of the day. It's the team that usually comes in with the best form, with the best momentum, uh, usually has a little bit of an upper hand. So I think both teams definitely want to close out the season as strong as possible. And knowing that there's only two games left on the calendar, that, you know, it's kind of a great chance for one of these teams to at least go into the Ligia knowing that, okay, I just got off a really good victory in a classical. Let me then follow it up with another good victory, you know, in my next game and see how the Liga ends up going for them. But let's talk a little bit more about this Clásico, which is going to be a Monday night football game in uh, here in the States for us. It's going to be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, AJ, but it's going to be broadcasted on Uni- NBC Universo, correct? Yes, it will be. And you can also catch it on the Telemundo Deportes app as well. 
All right. So if for any of you out here in the States are watching and looking to watch that game, that game is going to be live at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 10 Eastern. And again, you guys can catch that over on NBC Universal and the Telemundo app. And if for whatever reason you guys cannot watch that, you guys can follow our live feed over on our podcast, uh, on our Twitter, excuse me, at Eagle Eye Podcast. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about this game. Melissa, talk to me how you think Chivas are going to plant themselves coming into this game. I mean, you just mentioned that morale is very high. How do you think the how do you think your ladies are going to prepare for a game as big as this one, especially being a classic one? Well, I think that there's going to be like a lot of motivation for new players like Carolina Jaramillo and Licha Cervantes because they've spoken a lot about how they are like really big Chivas fans. So it's always special to be in your first Clásico and like wearing the the shirt of the team you love. So I think that's going to give them like like that extra boost. And the rest of the players who were during the their last run at Liguilla that got ended precisely by America, I mean, they're going to have also that extra motivation to get some revenge. And they had like their press day today and Andrea Sanchez was say, was precisely talking about that. She was saying, like, we all have that on the back of our minds that we got eliminated last time by them. So we now kind of want to, to have like, a little bit of revenge for ourselves. And we want to, like, really bring it to them because we want to win this game. I mean, they always want to win Clásicos, but it kind of has that extra flavor that the last time that they met, they were eliminated on quarterfinals. So they're going to go all in. Definitely. And I mean, I would expect, uh, you know, nothing less from you guys coming into this one. Obviously, Clásico, you know, they know what this game means. You have players with experience and they know how it feels like to be, you know, eliminated by their rivals. So I Exactly what you, what you mentioned is exactly what I pictured in my mind. AJ, though, our ladies, how do they come into this one? You know, morale seems to not be so down, but when they get on the pitch, they just look a little bit flustered at times. They look a little bit, you know, lacklustrous, like no idea at times. How, how does Goyard get the best out of their players? Knowing that, you know, we're in kind of a tight situation, and I, we'll talk about it in just a bit, but AJ, I think you mentioned to me we have a little bit over about seven players that are injured that would not be able to feature in this game. So, I mean, knowing that, knowing with the, you know, bad couple of games that we've had, and, you know, how, how does Goyard get the best out of these ladies for Monday? He get, he did mention it in a press conference earlier um this week when they play against Scott. They say he's treating this game as if it's we're in the Ligia right now. We have to go back to where we just beat Chivas in the Ligia the last time that these two teams have met each other. But in this case, considering that where America Femini are right now currently, he said like this is a really important game. It's a classical, it's against our biggest rivals this season. And I feel like this is a game where it's like, we need to turn things around because he did also mention in the press conference that he is slightly worried about this team. He says that the team is lacking consistency, consistency, which we've been seeing, seeing throughout the season. They're starting to doubt themselves, which is something you never want to hear. The attitude is not great despite them, you know, looking happy in the training when they're getting photos or videos taken of them and the determination is not there. And he says that this version of the team is the version that no one ever wants to see. And in his eyes, it's really bad. And just hearing things like that, it's already, he already has to think something in his mind. I really need to start turning things around right now. I have to put the best players that I have available against Chivas and we need to do something about it pronto do everything that we possibly can in order to get um, a winning result against them, especially since the Ligia is right around the corner for us. So just coming into this match, Gar really, Guayara really needs to do his best 
in this match because if not, the um things are not going to look so bright out there for Mega Feminine in the future. Well, thank you, AJ. I told you to give me something positive, and you definitely, definitely did not do that. So <laughs> it's um, you just worried us even more so. But um, <laughs> I, I will say this much though: uh, before before I ask a little bit more about how both squads are coming into this one in regards to you know players available and stuff like that, I I do want to mention one thing, um, and and I think this is something that will be iterated in both camps, whether it's the Chivas one or the America one, it's that this is a classical. At the end of the day, it's a classical. And we've talked about it in previous podcasts. And at the end of the day, form doesn't really matter. It's kind of more as to the passion, you know, the drive that you have that day of. It's who wants it more and ultimately ends up getting the result, right? We've seen, you know, in 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 different in, in different situations where you know two teams coming into a big match with a lot of stakes in regards to kind of club history, culture, and bragging rights and all that kind of stuff, you know, it you kind of chuck form out the window a little bit and you say, go out there and just take it. And and hopefully that is something that Goyard is gonna manifest to the ladies and say, look, I know it hasn't been our best couple of uh, the last couple of weeks. We've had some very, very big injuries you know, that uh, have have definitely blown the team a little bit down. But it's a classical. At the end of the day, you wear the jersey, you represent the club, you represent the institution. You just got to go out there and you got to prove why you are worthy of the badge and why you're just, you know, why you're here. And I think that, you know, hopefully if they have that kind of talk, some of the ladies will definitely respond to that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about who we think is going to have what type of game. but. I mean, Melissa, do you concur? Do you think that this game, you know, you have to maybe throw form a little bit out of uh, out of the board and say at the end of the day, it's a classical and sometimes it's fought with a little bit more passion rather than form? Yeah, I mean, anything can happen like on the day of the match. Last time when they faced in Liguilla, Chivas were kind of favorites because they had been in American regular season and look at what happened. And also it's going to be interesting to see the coaching battle because we have on one hand, Jorge Mejia, who is kind of very new and relatively unexperienced. And then you're going to have Leo Cuellar on the other side. So I'm also interested to see how how that coaching battle is going to, to, to be and going to unfold. Because like I know that with all the experience Leo Cuellar has, I'm sure that he can come up with tactics to use the players that he has to neutralize Chivas. And I think that's going to be like a good test for the team as well, because we saw Chivas struggle against Atlas. And that was a lot to do with Fernando Samayoa's like tactics that he deployed. So it's interesting to see how how Chori is dealing with that part and how he's facing up and squaring off against more experienced coaches who have had more time in the league to 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 be with their teams. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, trust me, we're we're keeping our fingers crossed that that Leo Cuellar that you have mentioned shows up on the day of because there's been a lot of criticism for that man this season. Um, some of it deserved others, maybe not so much because of w- what the team is having to deal with injury-wise and everything, but make a good valid point. And I think that Cuellar is definitely going to try to fall back on his experience and say, and and, and I could be getting ahead of myself, but I, I do feel like Cuellar would be the type of player to be like, 
how can I set my team not, set up my team not to lose and be able to walk away with a draw or a result that could be favorable for us? Um, which if he does, I'm a little worried because I would have actually liked for us to go out there and try to get all three points. But being in kind of realistic and seeing the situation that we are in at the moment, um, it wouldn't surprise me either for Coyard to come out and kind of set himself up like that. AJ, what do you think? Yeah, no, just with the experience that we are at, I'd assume, especially some of the players that he does have in his America Feminine side, they have been players that he has worked with before on the national team. And I'm not mistaken, at youth level, when he did happen to coach. So just knowing that how these players are and how he could deploy these players in different positions, because we've seen throughout the regular season, he puts players that are usually, you always see them in one position, he just puts them in another position. Maybe it could be a tactic in which he's trying out a different formation. Or if he's trying to throw the other team off slightly because we've seen forwards who are end up playing up as a winger or a midfielder. We see a midfielder up as a forward. So I'm just confident in seeing that Cuellar, he's going to do something against this upcoming match against US Feminine and give it his all out there. As much as I would like a win, at the same time, a draw can be reasonable considering the circumstances that we are in, the situation that we are in with it, with its injuries and whatever it's going on in Coapa. So I would just like for Cuellar to give it is all and consider this match is like this could be a this is a morale boost it's three points we can move up in the stance and then at the end of the day it's like bragging rights pretty much to whoever wins in the classico where the other team can say we're the better team or the other team we're the better team at the end of the day yeah i mean uh that's the one thing you don't ever want to play for right in a classico is to draw um but if uh, I just, I don't know, really. We'll talk a little bit more about Koyar and what formation he can use a little bit later down on the road. But uh, Melissa, talk to me a little bit more about uh, the team, your roster, any notable injuries or any notable, any notable roster uh, news that, you know, for the upcoming game on Monday? We do have a couple of injuries. I mean, the main one is Captain Tania Morales, who is out with an ACL there. And then we have Yashira Barrientos, who was usually like uh, an attacking sub that was used a lot of the time. And also we have Evelyn Gonzalez and Daniela Pulido. So most of our injuries are on the attacking side of things. But still, um, we don't really have any injured players that I would say were like fundamental to the team. And I think that we should be able to make do with what we have. And in that sense, I think that We've been kind of lucky in terms of not getting too many injuries or getting any COVID cases at Chivas this season. Interesting. All right. So four injuries only, right? Yeah. And none well, of them were, I mean, except for Tania Morales, none of them were, were really starters. So. Okay. Well, lucky you. Um, I think we have four starters out in injury. So and it just goes to show. Uh, but AJ, now that I've talked about it, talk to me a little bit more. Give me a little bit of Coapa news updates. How are ladies in regards to the injury department? I know we lost uh, Ms. Joss, the boss, a Tuqueretaro. Um, you know, we wish her a speedy recovery. Tell, you're going to tell me right now how much that is going to be. But uh, talk to me more about the seven players that are going to be injured. Okay, so well, I want to start with positive news. So COVID-19 testing was done earlier and all the results were negative. So that's a good thing. But then we get on to the negative. So Justin Oria, as you mentioned before, she's out for three weeks due to a toe injury. So she's going to be missing the upcoming um, Clásico against Chivas and the match against Pachuca. Wendy Morales, who was our backup left back, she did come off injured when Jenny Gonzalez was going in for her. So... I don't know what's going to happen with her now. Jimena Rios is still injured. 
Jen Munoz is still injured despite her training with the arm brace. I don't expect that she's going to be playing. JD Gutierrez is still injured, which is why we've been seeing Natalia Acuna on the bench instead of her. Diana Casas, she's still injured, even though she's been on the bench. But I think at this point, I think she's not completely 100%. And Veronica Perez, she is still injured. One thing on the bright side, Elisa Santos did come back from injury after being out for nine months. But at this point, it's like I'm not just going to be completely 100% yet, considering it's been nine months since she's last since she's last played for the team. Okay, well, uh, so it sounds to me we don't have a left back for Monday. Um, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> we've lost our best center back, as I mentioned, to uh, Jocelyn being out again. Um, not great at all. Jen, we were hopeful, but unfortunately, does not look like that's going to happen. I know she'll be gutted to be able to miss a Clasico. And then, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Everyone else on that list, unfortunately, we wish all of these ladies a quick and speedy recovery because, dear Lord, do we need them back on the pitch. Um, but wow. OK, so uh, Melissa, knowing all of this, is this even is this music to your ears, knowing that America is coming kind of a little bit, you know, with crutches into Guadalajara? I mean, no, you, you want to face the best team possible. And I mean, the way the schedule was set up this season. We are going to see like the strongest teams facing each other in the last two 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 match weeks. So, I mean, you want to ideally face the best that they can bring, so that you can figure out. Uh, and we were talking about this in Chivas del Norte because we have America and then we have Tigres. So we were we were talking about you know these are difficult matches, and I think that even when when you lose one of these, at least you kind of get that chance to figure out what you need to improve on for Liguilla. So, I mean, ideally, you want to have the strongest opposition as possible because you want to also feel like if you won, you want to feel like you you beat like the best that they could bring and that gives you like even an even higher boost. And if you lose, you also know that you face the best or, or some of the best players the league has and you know what to work on. So, I mean, I really feel bad for you guys, but also like I know I don't follow the team as closely, but I have been kind of hearing about both on the men's and the women's sides, do you think that maybe there's something there with the physical trainers that you need to work on or change? Uh, no, I just think there's a curse. And we need to okay. have a whole Olympia. <laughs> just get a huevo and go all around Coapa. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that, that that's a really good question. Um, I know AJ is very passionate about this uh, because, you know, he is studying uh, to be kind of in the field uh, when it comes to kind of these type of things, but um, uh, it's, it's just interesting, but um, I, I just think it's the year, right? It's, it's the year of crazy stuff going on. I mean, talking outside of our very own league, I mean, you're looking at uh, the Premier League. I mean, look how many injuries Liverpool have, look how many injuries Real Madrid have right now at the moment, you know, there's, there's countless of examples of, you know, top tier teams uh, just being deflated because of constant injuries and that, you know, a lot of people have speculated as to what's been going on and, and you know, whether it's the calendar, the short break, the the fact that there's no proper preseason. Uh, I, I think everything just kind of plays a factor. And we've seen it with America. We've seen it with the men's. We've seen it with the ladies. Um, we thought for, for a long time, we we're like, oh, at least the ladies are good. They're fine. You know, Let, let's let's keep them like that. And then um, one started falling after the other. And uh, it, it just seemed like it was just a snowball, you know, just kept rolling and rolling. 
Um, fortunately, though, it looks like maybe it stopped a little bit. Fingers crossed. I mean, we still have two games left, but um, please. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's a little bit interesting. But I mean, when I asked, and this is why I asked you, because like I mentioned, I didn't really keep up with uh, Chivas Femenil as much as I do with America Femenil, but I wanted to see where you guys were at in regards to injuries. Four is still, you know, kind of a big number in, in my take for it, you know. Um, usually you have about maybe two injuries, two to three at the, throughout the regular season. You're thinking, okay, you know, but I mean, four for you guys and then a whopping seven for us. Um, <laughs> it just, it, it, it is a bit, it, it is a bit sketchy and it is a little bit frustrating. AJ, I don't know. What's, uh, what's your take on this? Is, is, is it hashtag for the gibber? Oh, I don't know. Like we keep talking about this back and forth, where like you know, is it time for him to go? Is there maybe an open internship where you know a fitness trainer in the tra- in practicing <laughs> right now can go in and like learn learn a thing or two? I don't know stats. Like do do they uh, do they ask their players? Let's do some stretches before any physical activity because that's the most important thing you should do before you don't want to pull a hamstring or anything like that. But just I don't know. It's like, with all these different factors concerned, like, no proper preseason, there's COVID-19. Eric, with everything that's just going on around us, it's like, I don't know. Is it really a curse? It's just, uh, I, I don't know. It's something I don't really, I don't really have an answer for this, to be honest. I don't know, man. Yeah, there is a way. Because Jeremy Hedder in his, like, last press conference after the Puebla match, and one of the things that hasn't really been mentioned around a lot with Chivas is that they brought in a physical trainer, Mario Dominguez, and he was Monica Vergara's physical trainer during the World Cup final run. So I thought that was like really interesting because they're bringing in a good physical trainer, but also one that's specialized in women's football. So I kind of think that maybe that could be a bit what's giving Chivas maybe an edge. Because we've even been seeing like teams like Monterrey having struggled, struggles with their fitness. And what I've been seeing from Chivas is that, yeah, I mean, in some matches when it's really hot, of course, they're going to get tired. But I mean, since we haven't been getting much injury reports, I can't tell how much of it has to do with his work. But overall, I think that the team has been able to weather like the, the season because also the scheduling is crazy. Mm-hmm. And they have been able to do well. And I kind of think that, that it could have something to do with that, that that signing of the physical trainer being kind of like their, their secret weapon this season. Yeah, no and doubt. It might just be. You know, no doubt well, about it. Like, it's, yeah, sorry. Just It's just crazy like, how the scheduling is just crazy for the Liga Mekis Femini because you would get like two games in a week. And then right before you think you, you could stop, it's like, no, on Monday night, you got another game. And it's like, it's back-to-back match. I could see to like, why? Some players, the Liga MX, well, teams have so many players that could constantly rotate. But the thing is, well, it's like, depending how the scenario is for each team, they're trying to win every single game. But, you know, you can't always play your best players because they're going to be sore. They're going to be fatigued. And then at that point, you play them too much. They're going to consider getting injured. And then it also has a factor to win with the fitness trainers. Are these fitness trainers one that have worked with men and women? Do they only specifically train with the men's? Or do they specifically train women, which has a factor? Because, like, if the, if the, if you have finishers that have worked with women in soccer and know the kind of finishers they're supposed to be doing in order to keep their players 100% fit, fit, then that's good. But if it's one that does not have experience with it, then you're more than likely going to see some issues with that. You're going to see more injuries happening with these women. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting. So, I mean, Melissa, you're right. You guys might have a secret weapon there and might just pay very dividend at the end of the day when it comes to the Ligia. So, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, um, still, it's still a toss-up in the air. And uh, I'm I'm just going to run with my story. It just makes for a little bit more of your dramatic you know, take for it. And we'll see whether or not America gets rid of this injury curse. Said it time and time again, just take me instead. And I almost pulled a hammy waking up from bed today. So I was like, oh, here it is. The day's, the day's camp. Uh, yeah, my tendons are ready for whoever needs them. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a crazy one. But let's get a little bit more uh, uh, back on track in regards to this game because I think uh, I'm very curious to see how you guys are going to set form, uh, tactically speaking, Melissa. So, uh, Give me your predicted lineup for Monday and exactly how do you think you guys are going to go out and plant yourselves in regards to trying to get all three points against America? Yeah, I think that Charlie's going to go with the same lineup he's been doing for the last few matches. Uh, we have Blanca Felix, of course, on goal, and she just hit 100 games with Chivas. She's the first from the team to hit that milestone. And then on center backs, we have Miriam Garcia and Michelle Gonzalez. Michelle Gonzalez has been one of the surprise players this season. Because she got signed from Leon, and I, I actually had her for a midfielder. And then when I saw her play center back, I was a bit surprised. But she came in after one year of not playing with an ACL there, and she's doing fantastic. And then on, on left back, we have Andrea Sanchez, who is like a national team player. And on right back, we have Jacqueline Rodriguez, who is also, I mean, I think that she's a bit underrated this season, and she's doing quite well, both defensively and on attack. She's been adding a lot to the team. And then we have, like, usually on the center mid, it can be either Susan Bejarano or Miriam Castillo, but I think that Chore has been leaning more towards using Susan Bejarano. And then, of course, we have on the left and right mid, we have Carolina Jaramillo and Nicole Perez, who have been, like, instrumental for the team this season. And, of course, on front, we have Maria Sanchez, Licha Cervantes, and Jocelyn Montoya. So I think that that's what he's going to go with so that he can keep it consistent looking towards Liguilla. Okay. Well, uh, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's going to be a really strong team on Monday. Um, here, I thought you guys were going to maybe rest some of your key players, but hey. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we've heard your uh, your take on it. Now, AJ, talk to me about what uh, Leo Coyar might plant on uh, on Monday. What formation is gonna is he going to use? How is he going to tinker? Are we going to see Acuna maybe play left back since we don't have a left back? Might as well use your third string goalkeeper there. Um, <laughs> What are, what's gonna happen? Because uh, believe me, do that, you even have a third goalkeeper anymore? Well, we don't. We don't. We don't. She's, she's, and Natalia Cunha is our third, and she's gone. <laughs> so it's like, oh, but don't don't get it past Coyette. He would do something like that. I okay? would not he might be just surprised. Put the goalkeepers in goal. Um, <laughs> but talk to me a little bit more. What? How do you think uh, Coyar comes out on Monday? Okay, so goalkeeper, we're gonna have Renata Mascherelli starting. Our left back, it's gonna be Salena Valera. We have seen Coyard use Selena Valera as a left back, despite her not being completely a left back. She has played as a right back, but it's a case that we really don't have anyone else there, maybe except Ana Gutierrez, but I expected to see her being played in the midfield. Then our two center backs is going to be Ana Gabi and Marcela Valera. Our right backs are going to be Monica Rodriguez. In the midfield, we're going to have Eva Gonzalez, Marlene Campa, Cassandra Cuevas, our left wing is going to be Montserrat Hernandez. Our right wing is going to be Hannah Gutierrez. And our four is going to be Daniela Espinosa. Interesting. Um, 
I, I do want to comment into what you were saying in regards to the left back spot. I would have much preferred to have seen uh, Hannah playing that left back spot. We know that she can play it. And I think we both have kind of been a little bit very critical on her. She hasn't looked at her best. She's looked a little slow. Um, and she's she kind of just hasn't really offered too much in the attack at times. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I do see her starting, though, uh, in that right-hand side. But I, I'm going to much prefer to have seen Hannah there so we can slot Selena on the other side um, and then, you know, build from there. Uh, another keynote that you mentioned, uh, Eva, playing in, in the midfield. Um, you just mentioned that she she looked like she had a really good game against Queretaro. Um, this could be exactly the type of game that, you know, we see her just completely ball out and, and just go out and, and, and really demonstrate why it is that the team brought her. Um, and, and we need someone that can that, that can orchestrate stuff in the midfield. And, you know, since the absence of, you know, Jen Munoz and, and others in the midfield, it has been a little bit lacklustrous. And we have carried a lot of the weight to, um, you know, Cassandra Cuevas, who maybe isn't naturally a center midfielder, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I think Eva has a really, really big responsibility if she does end up getting the starting spot. Um, and it's just, it, it's so nice to hear Montserrat Hernandez is going to be playing on the left-hand side. Yes. Right? <laughs> Creativity. And Maria there battling it out for the leader in assist. Oh, right? I've been seeing that. Yes. They're, just, they're just assist leaders left and right. They're just dishing out every single pass, which is what I like to see. So it's going to be really fun just to see these two battle to see, okay, who's going to, who's going to get more assists than the other player at the end of that night. But you know what excites me even more about this game? Not the fact that it's just a classical, because of course a classical always excites me. But the battle of the goalkeepers is going to be quite a good one. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to see, uh, you know, Blanca on the Chivas side and Renata on the America side, uh, both goalkeepers who are known for their tremendous saves and who both have been in really good form. Um, and and I think it's it's going to be exciting. It's going to be Renata's first Clásico. So I, I want to see her kind of come up big in these moments. And, um, well, we know what Blanca is capable of. And so, I don't know. As a goalkeeper myself, this this is a this is a game that I'm really looking forward to because I know there's going to be chances, um, mostly for Chivas, but uh, I'm sure that we'll we'll get a couple of chances as well. So I'm excited to see how both goalkeepers fare against off each other. So uh, we'll see uh, how both of them end up doing in regards to that. But uh, let's uh, let's talk tactics, AJ. Uh, uh, with the formation that we think that America is going to come out with, um, sounds like it'd be a standard four three three. How do you think Wayad plans himself to come out against Chivas? Do you think he's direct and takes the game straight to them and maybe catches them a little bit off guard? Uh, does he plant his midfield to just sit tight and not really give up much space and kind of frustrate Chivas on that end? Uh, how do you think Wayad really ends up, you know, planting himself for Monday? So I feel like it's the case where, you know, it's a typical thing where everyone gets a ball. We pass it to each other from the back line to the goalie, then to the midfield, and then to Montserrat Hernandez, who's usually going to run up and then cross it. I feel like in this case, the midfield and the wingers have to come up big in this match because knowing how we don't have players like Justin Arreo who could use her stature and pretty much just taking the ball away from anyone who stands in her path. So I feel like the midfield is going to have to help out the defense knowing that it's going to be a bit shaky coming to this match. But I feel like in this case, the defense, just got, the midfield just got to tighten up. Eva Gonzalez, she has a huge responsibility in trying to prevent passes from getting past her or any player. So she's going to be the only center defensive midfield in that position. With players like Marlene Camp and Cascos, I think it's time for them to 
try, um, start being creative, but along as well attack if they possibly can. But the, for the most part, if they can find any of the wingers, if it's Hanna or Munster or Hanaz, dish the ball right out to them. And then for Aaron trying to let them cross. Hanna, despite her not being much of a cross, she did have some chances last game where she literally she could um cross the ball. So maybe in this game, it could be the time for it. And for Munster, you already know what she's going to do. She's going to end up on the wing, usually taking on a player or two then deliver the cross, and the cross is good. Expect to see Daniela Spinoza then head that right home. So from there on, it's just it's just having to have the midfields and play a big role in this night. Especially for Daniela Spinoza, she's got to continue that scoring streak. Um, keep going. No, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't expect this game to be a very pretty game for America in turn in football terms. Um, I, I do expect this game to be a little bit scrappy. Um, I, I see us heavily, heavily investing ourselves on that counterattack. Uh, I, I think Goyad is definitely going to be like, look, we're going to have to, we're going to have to invite some of the pressure on. We're going to have to try to believe it on the counter. We're going to have to stay as tight and compact as possible. Um, which is why I hate 2020 because they took Jocelyn Odehel from us in this game. And I was really excited to see how she was going to fare off against Chivas. But hey, oh, I mean, so I. what else is new, right? Um, but listening to all of this, Melissa, how do you think Chivas is going to try to break down America's tactics? Well, I mean, the interesting thing this season for Chivas has been that at first it was all like Licha and Maria. That's basically the whole of the attack that Chivas had. And what we've been seeing is that the team has been evolving into relying also on Carolina Jaramillo and Nicole Perez, which are like more midfield oriented. So I think that it's going to depend a lot on, on how much America is going to be able to neutralize that midfield and to lock them down. So I think it's going to be an interesting midfield battle there. But yeah, I mean, I think that Chore's style is to go all in and, and try to go and attack really early and try to surprise teams. And I was also like really checking the stats for Chivas to try to figure out like at what parts of the game they attack the most. And they have kind of been really even on that on that aspect, but they seem to be leaning more into scoring like on the second half. So I think that maybe on the first half, there might not be as much action as the teams like try to measure each other and try to figure out what the other is going to do. And then we might see like a second half where they're going to to go even more deeper on attack to try and, and get that win. Interesting. So, AJ, there might be just a small window of opportunity in the first half for the ladies to try to get a goal. And we know how crucial an early goal is. Um, and we've talked about this before when it comes to these ladies is, you know, we see chances up, upon chances. And, and, and the Queretaro game is a great uh, testament to what I'm about to say is that, you know, chances after chances go by and heads start to go down a little bit. Morale starts to go and, and a, a little bit of hesitation creeps into the side. And that's the last thing America needs coming into this one. And uh, I, I think that the ladies need to be as sharp as possible in the finishing department. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what players we think need to have a really big game, but um, I, I think those front three are going to be crucial. And if they can get an early goal, then um, I, I think that's post troubles for Chivas. And uh, that completely, I think changes the game plan for both teams uh, for America in a very good way for Chivas and not so good way but uh, i mean we'll see uh from what melissa stats are saying small window of opportunity will america take it we'll have to wait and find out but uh melissa talk to me about uh the the key player that you think needs to have a stellar game or, or that you hope will have a stellar game in order for chivas to walk away with all three points i mean i think it's going to be all eyes on licha because she had she has been kind of shaky 
she was able to score and then she didn't. And then she she had like four games where she wasn't able to to get any goals. And also because the golden boot race is getting tighter and she is going to also have that on the maybe on the back of her mind. So I think that it's going to be up to whether she can be lethal finishing. But also, I mean, just like those four attacking players that I mentioned, I mean, Maria's assists, which is going to be like the, the interesting part of the battle of the assist queens there. And also Nicole Perez. And all, and on right wing that we have Jocelyn Montoya there, who had like a, a really good Clásico Nacional the last time they met on regular season. So maybe she's going to bring that energy. And I think that maybe she hasn't been quite as flashy on the last few matches, but she's she could get, maybe give a scare or two there because she seems to really enjoy those kind of big, big moments. So I think that we're going to see a lot of Jocelyn Montoya there too. Okay, interesting. All right. AJ, who in an America jersey needs to step up and have a big game for America to think about getting all three points? I heard Melissa mention like a couple of players. Can I mention a couple of players too? Like three or four players that I have about? No, no you, you just mentioned one. All right. This, Melissa gets a pass. She's the guest here, right? I just want one from you. <laughs> All right. So for me, it's going to have to be Daniela Espinosa. She scored four goals against Chivas every single time that they have met. I'm not mistaken. They've only met, they've met each other five times. And then in those five times, she scored four goals against them. So I think in this game, it's got to be Daniela Espinosa. Just continue that. Goal scoring streak for the past game. She's pretty much been the one scoring goals for America. So I think in this case, it's pretty much just feed every single passer. Cause when she can get on a one-on-one, I'm pretty confident at that point, she's just going to seal it and put the ball into the back of the net. So in this case, it's gotta be her. And despite what the America family do having sometimes struggling and trying to get shots on, but I think this is a game where the NSB knows she should make the most out of those shots. We always see her from time to time get shot, but there's times where they don't go into the back of the net. And as you mentioned before, Adam, it does bring the team down. Like she would get like frustrated. But in this case, in this case, if you're getting that many shots against us, take it as a good thing because you're pretty much scaring them in a way. And we're seeing that if Chivas are seeing that Daniela Espinosa is getting too many shots on them, that could spell trouble for them in this case. So I think in this case, it just has to be Daniela Espinosa all the way. She's gonna be the key player for this upcoming match against US Feminine. Well, I mean, let's hope so, right? She is the captain, so a lot of responsibility will be on her shoulders for this Clásico. And I think in games like this, you definitely look to your captain to try to lead you into glory. Hopefully, uh, Dani can be that person for America Feminine. In regards to the player that I'm looking for to have a stellar game is someone that uh, I've been very heavy critical about throughout this whole season, and that is Hana. Um, I, I think she she needs to come up and step up big. I, I know that she's still very young. And that you know she's a uh, she's she's got tremendous amount of talent, but I just feel like we haven't seen that Hannah that we've seen in prior seasons, and so uh, I, she needs to step up big because uh, you know, granted she's in a starting position now because of you know the injuries that we have, and and she's kind of have to you know be out there on the pitch, but I think she needs to take this opportunity and really just grab it and say okay. This is me. This is my time. This is now. And just go and take the game to Chivas. We know of her capabilities. She, we know that she's capable of more than what she's been able to show us. And I think that she just needs to find herself on the pitch on Monday and hopefully prove that she is worthy of a starting spot in this America feminine side on that, you know, attacking side of things. Because we know that she started off on the defense and then moved her way up. And so I think if she wants to really, you know, have that 
testament of being a very, very crucial player for the attacking role of America. She needs to come out, have a big game, produce, uh, you know, moments of magic that, you know, we know that she's capable of doing and, you know, relieve some of that pressure off Danny and Monse and say, look, I will carry some of this weight, some of this responsibility on my shoulders as well. And us three, we will get through this match and we'll get through the rest of the season. And so before, you know, all of that even has to happen, she needs to come out, have a big game against Chivas. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, but hopefully she can produce something. I'm not expecting her to go out there and bag herself a hat trick, but I do hope that she does end up uh, maybe getting a sister too. And maybe, you know, showing, uh, showing to the world exactly why she is the phenomenal that she is to this moment. So, AJ, I was I was kidding. Give me just another player, real quickly. I don't want to I don't want to leave you off just like that. I know you have a couple players in mind. <laughs> um, yeah, my other player is going to be the um the the second captain of the team, Monica Rodriguez, because we have seen from time to time that she is capable, despite her being as a right back, she just goes right up at time. There was time and time where you would see her right in the attack, Sapoya Montes Hernandez, Daniel Espinosa and whoever may be on that right-wing side, whether it's Dalia Molina, Hane Gutierrez, or Marlene Campa. So I just feel like in this case, Monica Rodriguez brings in the capability to even attack where she can have a shot or two on, or she provides a cross or a pass to her players because so far in this season, she has two assists, and in those two assists were really nice crosses or through balls to one of her players. So I feel like in this case, this is a game where she does have what she um, would need to step up into this case and to even show that why she is also a captain on this team. So it would just be amazing to just see her have one of the games of her life and who knows, maybe score her very first goal finally for America Feminine. Definitely, definitely. And talking about players, uh, we have a comment here saying from Ramona Costa, this is going to be Janae's breakout game. And uh, well, hopefully it is. And we know that Janae's had a, quite a couple of rough games in the in, in, in these past couple of weeks. So we hope to see that. Uh, comment from uh, Varo himself saying, intern sighting. Oh, that's uh, my cat. <laughs> yes, that is your cat. Uh, and if it wasn't uh, just Varo here, we also have Chivas Norte again saying an intern appearance. <laughs> so shout out to the Chivas Norte gentlemen. And uh, we have Miss Amy here saying, uh, laughing at my note. I just think it's a curse comment. So we'll see. And then uh, we'll have one more comment here that we have here on Periscope. Thank you to every single hey, one of you guys who commented. Thank you. Oh, well, there you go. Shout out to uh, shout out to you. There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you to everyone that's commented and uh, we've been having a great time so far. And now comes the uh, the most fun part of these podcasts, and that is our predictions for this game on Monday. But before I ask every single one of you guys is your prediction for this game, I do want to ask one question. It's a simple yes or no. And it is, do you think there will be a penalty in this game? Melissa, go. Yeah, I think there there will be one at least. Okay. AJ? Yes. Yes. All right. I also believe there will be a penalty. Um, let's 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 make sure that Janae doesn't take it though. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding, Janae. Uh, you know we're joking here. We definitely want to see you get back on the scoring sheet, but uh, we'll see though. We'll see where that slide, where that falls because I do think we've had a lot of penalties go our way, AJ. And I'm hoping, I'm I'm praying that uh, the Manchester United penalty gods are in our favor today uh, for this one. <laughs> So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how Monday goes. But Melissa, talk to me about your prediction. What do you think is going to happen on Monday? What do you think the scoreline is going to be? Go. 
Mm, I think it's gonna uh, going to be like tight. I think that it can be a two-one win for Chivas, and I do think that Dani Espinosa will probably score on us. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 kind of written in the stars, I guess, for Dani to do that. But okay, two-one victory for Chivas. Uh, AJ, give me your prediction. I know you're not going to be as adventurous and say three-zero <laughs> because I'd I'd, I'd, I'd I'd ban you from this call if you did because I just I do not see that happening. But uh, talk to me a little bit more about your prediction. So I got a two-one victory for America Feminine. I'm just going to see Danny Espinosa just score a brace on Chivas, which that's what I would like to see. Just Danny scoring goals at the end of the day for this team and securing us the W. Okay, interesting. I definitely definitely would be the best Monday ever if America is able to pull off a victory like that. Um, I'm gonna be a little bit more realistic. I'm gonna keep my feet a little bit more on the ground here, and I am gonna go with a one-one draw at uh, Estadio Guadalajara. I think that this is just gonna be one of those games where if we do up go, if we do end up going early, then somehow the defense is gonna kind of just you know, switch off a little bit and Chivas will get their chance. If not, then Chivas will probably end up going up and then we'll show the resilience that this team has, which we know they have because they have showed it time and time again. And we probably walk away with a draw, which at the end of the day, though, AJ, I think if we're being realistic, a draw wouldn't mean the end of the world. And I think it would be somewhat of a decent result. But like I mentioned before in this podcast, there is no such thing as playing for a draw when it comes to a Clásico. Um, I think that's just, inedible i think you have to go out there and you have to go get the three points and i think that should be the mindset of both teams and uh we'll have to wait and see but uh overall i do think this game promises to be a fun one do you guys think think so i, I think there might be chances on both ends yeah and i think that it could be end up being like the goalkeepers show because both teams have as you mentioned really strong goalkeepers like masiarelli has been having a great season and i'm and i'm, I'm kind of glad to, to see her have that moment to shine. I, I talked about it a bit in the Chivas del Norte podcast because she's uh, she was at Chivas when she was a youth player. And it's great because she she waited a long time for her chance. And I think that she's she's going to do to do well. I hope she doesn't do too well against Chivas. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> it could end up being to the goalkeepers then being a factor for the result of this game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's why I'm super excited about this game because I do feel like we're going to see some tremendous saves. And um, I don't know, whenever you put two goalkeepers, I'm always there just to watch the goalkeepers play. So I'm I'm excited for it. So uh, yeah, I mean, promising, promising stuff to happen. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up the show? I think we've had a really good conversation here. I got two things. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to Monica Rodriguez because um, in her game against Gareto, she made her 100th appearance for Amelie. So congratulations to her. Really happy to see that she made that many appearances and hopefully that you get to score your very first goal, um, goal soon. Also, I've been got, I also got to meet her at Coapa, which she was really not, which was, she was really nice. I got to take a picture with her. The second thing, to be honest, I always thought Blanca was as Bianca for some reason, but then I looked and I was like, oh, it's Blanca. But I know what the L stands for in Blanca face. That's the L that Chiwa's family are going to take on Monday. <laughs> okay. All right. Nice. I, I knew you had something planned, AJ. Well, we'll see whether that comes. I mean, they say, right, we'll manifest see. it to the world. We'll see what happens. I mean, Jocelyn Montoya, the Kraken might show up. So, 
know? <laughs> uh, well, overall, we expect it to be a good one. Like I said, if you guys do, uh, unfortunately, unable to catch this game, follow us on Twitter. We're going to be live tweeting the whole thing so you guys don't miss a beat of what happens. And uh, Melissa, where can they find you if, uh, for uh, by any chance, we have any Chivas from the fans out here? Yeah, we're the Liga MX Fam ENG hashtag and also at Chivas underscore FENG. That's where you can find me and also with the Chivas del Norte crew during their podcasts where we are covering also the women's team. Awesome. And we just want to say a quick shout out to you, Melissa. I know that, uh, you know, you've you've been doing so much even before uh, coming on to the Chivas del Norte. Uh, like I mentioned to you, just a pivotal kind of uh, foundation for uh, Liga MX feminine and English coverage. And, uh, you know, but you might be on the rival side of things, but at the end of the day, I think we can admire the work that you've been doing and congratulations. Keep up the great work. Uh, it just motivates us and pushes us to keep doing more. And you know, we're, we're, we're glad that you were able to come on the show. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. And it, it's also been very exciting for me to see you guys like broaden your coverage on the women's team. And when I saw that you brought in Alexis, I was really happy for him and for you guys, because he's, he's a great guy. He knows a lot of about women's football in Mexico. So it's great to see the community grow. Definitely. It's at the end of the day, it's exactly what we're here for, right? To grow it all. And like I mentioned it and I'll say time and time again, this this cut type of coverage wouldn't have been possible without AJ. So well, really, congratulations, AJ, to you. But uh yeah, thank you're you so much, make, Melissa. You're gonna make me blush. You're about to make me blush right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole no, point. You're on camera, cool. you're live. Uh, <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who is watching. Thank you to everyone who is listening, uh, whether that may be uh, you know. Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it is you may listen to us. Thank you so much. And to everyone that came out to watch the show, again, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be in contact very, very soon. We'll talk to you guys again next week. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out for the uh, Classico. Again, that's going to be 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, uh, 8 Eastern, excuse me. And again, live via NBC Universal or uh, Telemundo app. So make sure you guys have that downloaded, ready to go. We'll talk to you guys soon. Until next time, take care. Uh, wear your mask. Uh, oh, and before, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for making this a possibility. I completely forgot to shout them out in the middle of the segment. Please do forgive me, Foot Cult. Do not take our discount code away, which if you guys do end up wanting to buy something, you guys can go and check them out and use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, everyone, stay safe, wear your mask, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And as always, good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.